Welcome in, everybody, to the uh, emergency podcast number two from the flagship podcast. I am Chip Brown of Horns 24-7, joined as always by our fearless leader, the managing editor of Horns 24-7, Taylor Estes. Taylor, we've, I think this is our third podcast this week, but uh, there's good reason for it because um, I reported earlier today that Texas and Oklahoma will notify the Big 12 uh, by Monday that they uh, do not plan on renewing the grant of rights that they had agreed to in the Big 12 that expire in 2025. Uh, That is the first step uh, in allowing Texas and Oklahoma to apply for membership in the SEC. Um, It would be effective 2025 and then the sec presidents could vote now people are listening and saying 2025 well that's the plan right now but taylor we know that uh, when conferences start getting picked apart uh, other conferences tend to react they will look and see if if there are fits among the remaining schools in the big 12 that would fit maybe in the big 10 or the pac 12, and it could lead to a relatively quick dissolution of the big 12 conference, meaning there would be no one left to enforce any kind of grant of rights penalties, which would um, under the bylaws of the big 12 would require um, leaving members to pay uh, a buyout fee of two years of their revenue distribution and forfeit any remaining other revenue distribution. So for Texas, that four-year span um, and Oklahoma, each would pay roughly 80 million and then forfeit any other revenue distribution. Again, if there's no big 12 around to enforce that grant of rights, then Texas could join the SEC much sooner than, uh, than even the 18-month requirement that the Big 12 uh, has in its bylaws in terms of notification of departing the conference. So a lot to digest there, but this, this train is rolling and we are, we are back in full-blown realignment. Yeah, well, this has been, you know, something that's been going on behind closed doors for a while, it sounds, Chip. And, um, you know, I think the the main thing that I think our listeners probably want to know about is how solid this is. I mean, is there anything that could happen, in your opinion, in the Big 12 side of things before Texas and Oklahoma um, decide to tell them they do not want to um, renew the grant of rights that expire in 2025. Is there anything that you have heard of or f- could foresee happening that would make that Monday date when they do tell the Big 12 not happen? I, I don't think so, because um, no matter how you slice it, I think um, by doing this, this is kind of a genius move by Texas and Oklahoma, because they they will notify the Big 12 that they're, um, you know, that they're not interested in renewing the grant of rights that expires in 2025. On paper, that leaves 
time for things to develop. Um, you know, I was told Fox, who's one of the, the TV partners of the big 12 and, uh, has the control of the big 10 network and is a partner of the PAC 12 um, would be willing to step up and pay Texas and Oklahoma as independents and fill their schedules with big 10 and PAC 12 opponents and make more than they would ever make in the sec. And I have to think that Fox executives are doing everything in their power to get that message across to Texas and Oklahoma. Um, what Texas and Oklahoma would be doing on Monday is starting the process of leaving the conference. And, and that opens all kinds of doors. I mean, you're seeing reports that the big 10 needs to be talking to Texas and Oklahoma. Um, Texas and Oklahoma have, as you said, they've been talking about this for a year. Um, six months ago, they had intermediaries reach out to the SEC about if, you know, if we wanted to join, is would this be a good fit? And and so Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, has known about this, and it's amazing how well they've kept things secret. It's it was amazing to me in back in 1994 when the Big 12 formed that uh, they were able to to keep things under wraps. So, you know, there are things that can still develop. I know right now, Texas and Oklahoma have focused their efforts, their, their attention, their research on the sec because they feel it's the preeminent college athletics conference. Um, obviously football leads the way in that conversation and they feel it would enhance everything from revenue to recruiting, to fan happiness, to um, name, image, and likeness compensation for student athletes. And they just feel it's the premier athletic conference. Um, I, I don't get the sense that much could derail them from that path, but to me, the, the Fox question, the possible, um, possibility of independence, which leaves you out there. I mean, at least in a conference, you, you have a pack, you know, your, your hunting is a pack as opposed to, um, being out there on your own, but Texas is like Notre Dame. They're a huge, powerful brand. You either love them or you hate them, which makes television, uh, contracts very lucrative because whether you love them or hate them, you're going to watch them. And, and so I do find that interesting because we know that when these things start to develop, when realignment starts to develop, there are reactions that lead to things that could, could stop um, initial plans. We saw it in 2010 when the PAC 10 was, you know, their presidents voted to add six members from the Big 12, and it, it was down to the final day. I mean, there was a press conference set up in the base of the tower at Texas to announce they were going to form the first super conference with the Pac-10. And, you know, hours later, it, it stopped because the 
TV partners of the Big 12, Fox and ESPN said, hey, we'll pay you as if you still have 12 teams, even though you're 10. And that held the conference together for a year. Um, I mean, obviously, Nebraska and uh, Colorado ended up leaving, then A&M and Missouri. But um, even after Nebraska and Colorado left, the TV partners said, hey, we'll continue to pay you as a 12-team league, even though you're only 10. And it was enough to hold the conference together for a year until A&M left for the SEC and Missouri as well. So it's, you know, every day brings a new twist and turn, it seems. But right now, the, the research, the focus of Texas and Oklahoma is the SEC. I gotcha. So, you know, when we go back, you know, rewind back to 2010 when realignment started, a lot of it, I think at that point, was about financial gain for the University of Texas to explore, you know, other options and then ultimately landing with the Longhorn Network, getting the $300 million 20-year deal um, for their own conference network. You know, this time around, it almost seems like it's more about um, aligning Texas and Oklahoma with the best of the best in college football. And I think most people would agree that the SEC has been the best of the best, the elite conference. And I don't think that's going to change really anytime soon. So if that is the end goal and it's not about finances, what would really be the benefit for Texas and Oklahoma to go independent if Fox were to present that type of deal to them? Well, I think the, the, um, you know, the leaders at, Texas and Oklahoma uh, see the the schedule possibilities with the SEC, um, the 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 excitement of their fans to to renew for season tickets, all those things, and to travel, to go to games, to be excited about games every week. Um, if Fox could put something together where Texas and OU are super excited about the Big Ten and Pac-12, because you could. I mean, the source I talked to said you could you could fill their schedule with five Big Ten teams and five Pac-12 teams every year and and make it where, you know, you got nothing but great games to get excited about um, because that's what the SEC can offer. Mm -hmm. And then the question becomes, do you like the stability of a conference or do you like being a maverick and doing your own thing? And that's it, it, it. And all of this feels like a sideways step to where this is all likely to end up with the you know top 60, 64 revenue producing schools uh, breaking away in football and, you know, forming their own, their own governing body and playoff and rules and, and the ability to do things for student athletes that the power five knows they need to do because they're under siege with lawsuits and, you know, things like better health insurance for student athletes, um, you know, concussion database, things that, that you would expect of the farm system for the NFL. And so it, it really would be interesting if, uh, if Fox came, you know, came through with something like that, because uh, right now, because the focal point of Texas and Oklahoma for the past year, really 
the past six months has been the SEC. Um, could anything divert Texas and OU's attention? Yeah. Well, in so on the flip side, you know, I know that there are some politics that go into this. There's, you know, um, that different state representatives who have come out being against Texas leaving the state of Texas to join the SEC conference. A&M obviously is going to do everything possible to make this stop. But are those efforts even something that could happen? Or is this, is this essentially the only political figure who can handle or who would be able to stop this in the state of Texas would be the governor? Or are there others that could derail this from, you know, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC? We'll see, but I know Texas officials were working the phones all day yesterday talking to lawmakers to get them to understand what uh, Texas is thinking is here, that it's for the benefit of uh, the flagship university uh, to be in the best possible position to maximize all of its um, branding and, and um, positioning as a university. Um, the governor, Greg Abbott, a UT grad who also has a graduate degree um, from Vanderbilt, is on board with Texas going to the SEC. So um, the governor's working this too. And it, it will, you know, I don't think that legislation can move fast enough here, but I've, I've said the biggest obstacle for Texas to the SEC is John Sharp, the very, very savvy, um, you know, former statewide office holder who is the Texas A&M system chancellor, who is very, very uh, much <laughs> uh, about trying to give A&M, uh, you know, make A&M superior uh, to Texas any way possible. And, you know, depending on who you talk to connected to the SEC, um, the, the sense is that everyone is going to get on board because they know what adding two brands like Texas and Oklahoma does for the profile of the SEC. It makes it, um, you know, the, the absolute preeminent league in college football and allows them to supersede the big 10 as the top revenue producing conference. And, and Greg Sankey, the commissioner has the kind of gravitas to get his presidents outside of John Sharp to understand that. But I wrote earlier in the week, John Sharp's doing everything he can to, to mobilize um, four votes. That's what he needs to, you need 11 of 14 to, to bring in a new member and he's doing everything he can to make sure that number doesn't get to 11. So, um, you know, as the momentum, and this is a day-to-day stories is unfolding in front of our eyes. It's exactly like 10 years ago where, um, every hour there's a new development. And so, you know, we'll see, but I just get the sense that the SEC is going to move in this direction uh, and not let, you know, petty politics get in the way. But again, John Sharp is as good a politician as I've ever seen. We'll see. 
Yeah, definitely going to be something interesting to follow. And if you're not a member at Horns 24-7, you should be. Because um, as Chip said, I mean, these these situations really do change. I mean, it seems like a swift cha- you know, breeze and the wind can change this to going a different way with any type of conference realignment. So you definitely want to subscribe to Horns 24-7, keep up on all of the latest. And we just launched a 50% off promotion um, for annual memberships. That's for new members and current monthly members who would like to upgrade to annual for a limited time. We are offering 50% off. So definitely take advantage of that offer. Um, you know, Chip, anything else that you think is something that our listeners in pretty much all of college football need to be keeping an eye on for something that may be a surprise to some, but could be in the works behind closed doors, anything like that, that you're hearing right now? Well, I mean, I'm just working the phones and, and trying to, to keep up with it. And so, you know, I would, I think what you said was, was perfect. We'll just keep updating um, our board, the flagship message board at horns 24 seven. And, you know, with any other developments, we'll, we'll unleash another podcast because, (laughs) Um, this, this train is rolling and, um, the big, the big 12 sounded last night after they held a Thursday meeting to try to, uh, bring the conference together. Um, it was a call that Texas and Oklahoma did not participate in. They put out a statement afterward that sounded like a breakup letter. And, and so I think you're, you're seeing from the reaction of, Texas Tech's uh, system chancellor, Ted Mitchell, saying, you know, we're disappointed with the actions of our colleagues in Austin and Norman, uh, but we're going to do everything in our power to position Red Raider Nation in the right place that that they're resigned to the fact that Texas and Oklahoma are planning to leave the conference and, and are expected to notify the the big 12 office of that on Monday. So um, a lot is going, a lot is happening as we speak. And, um, you know, we'll have all the updates as, uh, as they develop. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening uh, to the latest emergency podcast and involving Texas and Oklahoma um, planning to leave the big 12 right now, focused on the sec Uh, Until next time, for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. Uh, Thanks for listening. Stay safe and keep the faith.